Hey guys, welcome to our third episode and today we have an extremely talented individual with us. His name is Harsh Dotnavar and he went to NTU Singapore for higher education. Harsh is an extremely talented individual who is not only the UAIC topper, which is a fantastic achievement on its own, but he is also proficient at MUN and he also plays the piano. We are extremely excited for this episode and in this episode we will be covering uh, higher education in various countries, most specifically Singapore since Harsh went to NTU Singapore and we will also be talking about university life and exposure. So how different the life is going to be in the university compared to our general high school life. Oh Harsh, what led you to choose NTU over all the other universities you have? Well, uh, for me, actually, NTU was always my first choice. So I was always keen on getting into Singapore, either NUS or NTU, for uh, mechanical engineering or computer engineering. So it was, I mean, it was always my first choice. So I always aimed for it and accordingly worked towards it. Uh, besides that, I was looking at UK as well. But uh, it was always like, if I get my acceptance over here, I would always want to go here. Do you want to walk us through how you got accepted into NTU? Like, what were the criteria? Sure. Uh, so, for getting admission into Singapore, the main things you need to consider is, first of all, the board results are very important. I mean, uh, for getting admission in these colleges, the first and foremost priority is your uh, board examinations. So, I have to make sure that I do well in those. Uh, besides that, they do look at your other scores like SAT, IELTS, etc. But those are just, I mean, they're not really important. So let's say you get a good percentage of boards. Uh, after that, then maybe for further filtration, they might look at these scores, but otherwise not really. And to be on the safe side, uh, it is said that you generally need approximately 97% plus in your board examinations to get admission here. Uh, so that was what I was aiming for. And uh, Another thing is the J uh, examinations. So what they say is generally, if you have slightly less than 97, say around 96 or so, but you have a really good uh, score in J advanced, let's say a rank around 500 or something, then uh, it's said that you still have a good shot at getting in. So, but that is again secondary because what happens is a lot of people get their acceptance before they get their J advanced results. So. It's not really something you should look at. Your first priority should still be your board results. I mean, this sounds like a really competitive university. Would you say this it is, is yeah. uh, harder or would like the IITs of India? Uh, I would say around the same. In terms of getting admission, uh, you might say the IITs are harder to get into typically due to the J examinations. I mean, they are way tougher than doing well in your boards. But in terms of curriculum, I feel like NTU is way more competitive, mainly because they have a lot of exposure in terms of research projects available, industry opportunities, and there's just so much to do that you really do not find time to do everything. So the workload is quite a lot and the curriculum is very rigorous, just like the IITs. It's more or less comparable, but in terms of admission, I would say it's kind of easier to get here than the IITs. But again, you need to have a very high uh, score in your board examinations so if you're looking at getting here then it has to be at least around 98 percent to be on the safe side 
So did you write any essays for your college applications? Yeah, you do have to write a personal statement and mm-hmm. you have to submit your resume as well. So the application process is like you have their own portals on the college website. So you just have to fill them out. You have around 30 minutes to fill in the application form and it's time. So like if you do not fill it in 30 minutes, you have to restart again. So you need to have all your documents ready around a couple of personal statements, resumes, etc. So that's mostly it. And your test scores. cool and did you apply to any other places other than singapore i did yeah i applied to a lot actually i applied to the uk uh, around five colleges through the ucas system then i had applied to canada and us although that was not my main priority um, i mean i was never keen on getting into the us for my undergrad education but i just applied and besides that uh i had also given je exams so india was also uh, a thought and that's mostly i applied to a university in netherlands too called tu delft that was also one of my top priorities after uk and singapore true that's a really famous university yeah yeah especially for uh, computer engineering and mechanical hmm Since you mentioned about computer engineering, uh, do you want to walk us through the course, the content, and the different projects you do? Sure. So for computer engineering, uh, you have both software and hardware in this. So it's similar to computer science, except that you have a lot more hardware. So I would say around sixty percent of your sixty to seventy percent of your curriculum would be hardware, and the remaining thirty percent would be coding, programming, and stuff. so as of now the first year is generally a lot of introductory stuff you would see similar topics that you have learned in grade 12 or grade 11 computer science uh but then you do learn a lot of new topics as well so uh just to give you a brief idea we have a few subjects in maths because you do know that maths is very important for cs right so we have subjects like engineering maths which teach you calculus trigonometry and all of that then we have discrete mathematics which is all the proof techniques which you need for uh, competitive programming and all that stuff then there are topics on hardware such as digital logic then computer organization and architecture which teach you about processors development of uh, chips etc then they teach you assembly language like verilog so there are some new topics which is quite uh, interesting but complicated at the same time but then you do find certain topics which is easy to cope with at least for the first year generally in ntu the curriculum is quite rigid so it's quite fixed they do not shift around much and then in the second year you would be getting into more complicated stuff uh and as for opportunities you have a lot of projects in every course so a lot of courses have these programming projects which are usually team projects so you collaborate with a team of 3 or 4 to build a software based on the requirements and then you have a lot of hackathons and national coding contests where you can take part and build your own product like basically build a software solution so like you can have industry collaboration and you can get even more exposure and even if you see like in the future it's quite important to have hands on experience that's true Mm. that's true right you get a lot of research opportunities and 
the thing is over here it's like they'll be sending you emails constantly about all these projects and stuff so you need to ensure that you keep a track of all of them and uh, any time you see something that's important or useful for you make sure that you talk to the professor or meet your mentor and you know register for such research projects because these actually hold a lot of value because these research papers get published in prestigious international publications like your mit or tech review and you know the daily journal mathematical yeah. journals of cambridge and all that stuff so, mm-hmm. yeah talking about uh, tech collaborations do you guys get any opportunities to intern in any companies like does the university encourage Uh, internship yeah they do in fact right from year one people look at internships in their winter or summer breaks so you have an opportunity to work with these companies you can apply to them through linkedin or, or other platforms uh, and do like a two month summer internship then besides that as a part of the curriculum there is a compulsory industrial attachment basically a professional internship for six months for most of the engineering courses and that is in third year so either in the first semester or second semester you can take that up and that is equivalent to 10 credits of your entire undergrad education so generally for that uh, you get a lot of opportunities you can look at some really big tech companies like google hp microsoft and stuff and besides that you can also look at remote internships like you get industry projects where you can collaborate with the company to uh, make software for them or just do projects remotely so did you go for any uh, as of now i didn't because the thing is a lot of these opportunities are more suitable for sophomore year onwards so second year onwards it makes more sense mm-hmm. because you need a lot of skills for these and i felt like when i saw their uh, job requirements i felt like there is still a lot of stuff that i need to catch up on so instead i thought i'd better focus on online courses for the summer break and get those skills before applying for internships from next year also for uh, ntu there is another opportunity that they have it's called the overseas entrepreneurship program the oep so b- basically as a part of your compulsory uh, professional internship for 6 months instead of working in singapore you can work with startups abroad so you get opportunities at joining startups in silicon valley in london and you know working for them working with them for 6 months so that's i think a really good opportunity if you're thinking of getting into this field so it's like they have tires with a lot of startups outside so it's like the co-op program where you go outside and get the 6 months experience basically yeah mm-hmm. something like an exchange program except instead of going to a college you join a company it's highly beneficial and has a huge advantage if you consider joining that company after you finish your undergrad since you have already built up all our reputation over there and people also know you true actually a lot of these companies in fact integrate you right uh, after you complete your undergrad like some of my friends some of my seniors have you know worked for google hp for their internships and then they just got a full time job offer immediately so a lot of these companies do that and uh, a lot of uh, seniors also say that is better to work in startups abroad rather than working in mnc's in singapore because in startup you actually get to you get hands on experience in a lot of different areas so it's not like you're only working for one specific job function you actually get to experience what everyone is doing so i think in terms of learning experience that's really important and useful that's actually a very nice tip because um, we have this f1 team like which even is like usually a newer team 
there's less specification right. for each of the roles like you will have to be interdependent on each other to get mm-hmm. up and roll it mm-hmm. uh previously um i think i wanted to talk about this uh, earlier but uh how does the scholarship uh system work in singapore and specifically in the so uh for scholarship uh it's the, it's the same system for nus and ntu by the way uh, i mean most of these systems are common because nus and ntu are both uh, government universities so the idea is you have something called a tuition grant which is basically a government subsidy that is provided to you it's around 50% scholarship so uh the idea is they offer you they offer some of the students this grant but then the clause is that in return you have to serve a three year bond that is after your undergrad education you have to work for a singaporean company for 3 years consecutively and of course if you default it then you have to pay a heavy penalty so that is an important consideration besides that once you take up the grant then you get offers on multiple scholarships like you can take further scholarships within the college that is offered by ntu or nus so that is an option but the clause is that if you do not take the government tuition grant then you cannot apply for these external scholarships so it's like all or none concept i did not take my tuition grant because the idea was since this three year bond is there and i wanted to do my masters immediately after undergrad so that was another reason i mean you can work around it you can talk to your company and ask them if you can take a study leave for two years or something to do your masters and come back but it's not always guaranteed and then again if you take a gap and if you get into a profession then it's kind of hard to come back to education so that was the idea yeah uh, also is this uh, only for uh, singaporeans or is it allowed for expats as well this grant uh it's allowed for expats as well everyone okay i think uh, we can move into singaporean life like uh, you stay in a dorm right so would you right. do you guys stay in a college dorm or do you stay outside the college uh i stay in my college dorm so the college has a, a housing for every student provided usually if we see many people say that college life and school life is really different like there's a drastic change so what are the necessary skills that all of us should develop in high school itself so that we are well prepared for college right so that's true actually college life is going to be very different from school life and i think the first thing is you need to understand that you need to change your mindset about how you want to approach everything in college life in general so you know when it comes to things like the education system it's going to be a drastic change from how you have been learning in school then the kind of exposure that you get because in university you'd be meeting a lot of different people from different backgrounds different cultures so you need to coexist with all of them you know make a lot of friends with people from different countries so that kind of exposure is truly invaluable and you need to you know understand that it's going to be completely different so you need to be ready for these challenges uh, i feel like the most important thing is in terms of approach uh now when we were in school especially in high school what mattered to us mostly was our board results right our marks exam scores but you need to understand that in college all of this comes secondary what matters more is the kind of endeavors that you take up the opportunities that you take up so in terms of joining clubs you know at different activities research projects industry opportunities you need to make sure that you are well rounded so you take part in all of them and at the same time you're also into other activities leadership programs 
and the reason is because nowadays it's a very important thing to be well rounded if you want to do well in college life or even get noticed so that is one important thing you need to focus on you need to have a lot of passion for your field so you need to work on skill sets that you need for a good professional career you know look at internship opportunities like i said uh, another important thing to keep in mind is you need to approach the studies in college differently than you do in school so normally in school you would stick to a fixed syllabus and just study from that for your exams uh, and for your boards but it's going to be very different in college in college even for exams you would not know where the questions come from there's no fixed syllabus as such i mean you could refer to the or uh, notes and other material that the lecturers give you but then you still have to do your own learning especially if you're interested in you know looking at further opportunities in your field internships and stuff you need to ensure that you spend time doing your own studies you know you could go to the library check out some more books on these topics read from them and mm. yeah that's that's something you need to keep in mind in college and uh, another thing is you need to understand that so in colleges there's something called like a push mechanism of teaching and a pull mechanism so what happens is certain colleges what they will do is the teachers and the staff would be the guiding force so they would basically push you to do things and you know give you a lot of workload and if you don't do them they'll punish you so in the sense you have that incentive to actually do it so it's like you don't have to take any extra efforts on your own you just kind of float in that ocean and you're guided to where you need to be but the idea is a lot of colleges especially when you go abroad or like in singapore or the west anywhere you would have the pull mechanism of teaching wherein you are the one who has to take the initiative you have to be on the lead you know if you have let's say a doubt that you want to ask a professor you need to book an appointment and talk to him you know he's not going to come to you and ask you then generally if you want to take part in any research projects or opportunities you have to look out for them track your emails set reminders so that is an important thing like you should understand that you have to take the initiative for everything in college it's not going to be given to you and besides that i think the basic thing is of course you need to be very independent you know right from like basic things like you know taking care of your belongings because you know when you come to college and if you're living on dorm you'd have a lot of important belongings to take care of like your passports or important documents credit cards room keys so you need to be very responsible in terms of that and generally speaking also the thing is in school you have like a fixed timetable you know you have classes from 8 am to 2 pm but it's not going to be like that in college you'll have different timetables every day different timings and then if you've decided to take part in any networking events or attend a workshop you need to keep track of them too so you need to be responsible as to okay if i have this event to attend or like an early class to attend at 8 am in the morning you shouldn't be like partying till 3 am in the, the night before so those are important considerations and besides that i think generally you need to you know not take things too seriously i i see a lot of people in college they just kind of forget that you know these are the four years that you'll actually get to enjoy a lot so make sure that you do not get caught up in the workload too much make sure that you have time to enjoy and unwind as well so you could explore like sports opportunities or you know you always have a lot of gym on the uh, gyms on campus you know you could work out whenever you get the time or just go out with friends relax so make sure that you find time to unwind as well but at the same time balance everything like i said before you need to be well rounded so make sure that you know exactly what to do when and you're setting daily timetables and reminders so you do not you know you're not 
like missing classes because of not being punctual and prompt. So that's something you need to keep in mind. And especially when you go abroad, punctuality and promptness is something that people really focus a lot on. It's something people are very strict about. So let's say if you have an important meeting to attend with for your internship or for a research project, you need to make sure you attend on time because otherwise, I mean, it's not going to be like they're going to reprimand you, but you'll just end up losing a lot. You know, that will create a bad impression about you. So that is something you need to focus on as well. So generally, just be more responsible and wise. In you can summarize it as like a, be proactive and then have exactly. good time management skills. Don't expect exactly. time, orders to time come. Time management is very important. I wanted to ask, do you prefer the uh, normal timetable, uh, this thing, life? Or do you like the classes where you have gaps in between classes? Uh, I would rather prefer this timetable actually where you have gaps because you actually get to do so much in the time. So it's it's like you have total control over your timetable, right? In fact, uh, another point I wanted to add is the timetable is not uh, fixed. So it's like, especially in NUS and NTU, what happens is in most colleges, if you go abroad, they will give you a fixed timetable for your first semester just to help you get started. But after that, you have to plan your own timetable. So you have to select courses on their portal about a month before college starts and then make your own timetable. So that's better because you get to decide, you know, how you want your schedule to look like considering uh, if you want to take up more activities or join clubs, you know, that pressure would be there. Then you would have to do a lot of projects too. So in the sense, you get to decide your own timetable, but then in school, it's kind of fixed and given to you. So you do not have much freedom of shifting it around. Yeah. Um, I've heard some places have evening classes. Do you have that in NTU? Uh, I think that's only for part-time students actually, but we do have certain evening classes, especially for language courses. If you decide to take them up, most probably your classes will be late in the evening, but I would not prefer that because evening time generally you just get too tired. Yeah. You also talked about the various activities and clubs. So like, could you share your experiences and also tell us about the variety of options present at the university? Yeah, sure. So, uh, there are actually a lot of societies and clubs that you can join. Uh, over here, currently, I've joined five of them. The first is the NTU Piano Ensemble, which is basically for uh, taking part in piano concerts within and outside NTU. Uh, and if you're a part of the main committee, then you also get to plan these concerts and organize them. So I've joined the subcommittee for now. And then uh, and also participated in a few other flagship concerts. And then the second is called IEEE. So it's the IEEE at NTU, which is basically for taking part in hackathons and coding contests. It's basically uh, related to core software stuff. Then the third is Enactus, which is basically a bunch of startup ventures, which is into social entrepreneurship. So that is a pretty interesting one. I've joined two startup ventures in it. Then the fourth club is called Developer Students Club, which is actually a collaboration between NTU and Google Singapore. So uh, it is for software developers, industry experts, and students at NTU to collaborate with others all around Singapore uh, for you know different workshops, hackathons, coding contests, and stuff. Uh, and they range uh, to a lot of topics like cloud computing, machine learning, AI. You have a lot of workshops in them. So that's quite interesting. And the last one is actually a band. So I'm a keyboardist for them. And we take part in different concerts or cultural meets and stuff. There was one thing I wanted to add. Mm. Uh, in terms of, you know, when you said college life is quite different and, you know, the things that you need to keep in mind. 
I think one very important thing is when you come to college, make sure that you do not have too many expectations because I went through the same thing myself. Like I had a lot of expectations when I went to college, you know, this picture of a very perfect university life where, you know, even if I encounter a roadblock, I would know exactly what to do when. But you need to understand that since it's a whole new environment and you might not know anyone in your college earlier, like you might not have previous acquaintances or old friends. You need to understand that you might have you know different experiences some may be bad so you just need to like let go of these things because they're not really in your control so don't have too many expectations you just have like less to worry about and feel sad for so, so it's you like, won't like hmm. motivate you and stuff so it's mostly like a learning experience and you keep on improving since it's a totally new environment hmm. and i wanted to ask one more thing that do you feel that you could have done something better or planned things more systematically like uh, throughout your college applications or even in college? Like, was there any moment where you felt like, yes, I could have done this better or anything more systematically? Right. Actually, there was one part, especially in terms of planning. I feel what happened was uh, since I was considering U.S. applications too, although was not, uh, that was not my first priority, the thing is, I started too late. So, you know, I started giving these SATs and ACTs in 12th grade, which I felt was a mistake because I did not get a chance to space them out. You know, I had a lot of uh, stuff in my plate at that point. So I couldn't really do well in them. Then I had to, after doing my ACT, I realized that I think SAT would be better for me. Then I gave two attempts of SAT and I did better in my second attempt. But I feel that if I would have started from, let's say, 11th grade and spaced things out better, then I might have been able to perform better in them so just the idea that you need to make sure that you start your research on college applications early so if you have finished your 10th boards and if you're in 11th now i think that's the right time to start make sure that you space things out and you know your schedule the best so make sure that you plan them properly based on how your schedule or routine is so you know you don't have to cram too many tests and activities together and you can perform better at them True, true. Managing time is really important. And if we consider the broader perspective, these two years are crucial and they pave your life for the next four years and actually your whole professional life, if you see. That's correct. Yeah, you need to be very systematic when you do your research. Anyway, thanks a lot, Harsh. This was a wonderful episode and I'm pretty sure people must have really got a different insight into how college life can be how strenuous it can be but it's fun at the same time i think one thing we should always make sure is to enjoy but be responsible at the same time and that's what life is all about and that's what these upcoming years will teach you in a better manner thanks a lot hirsh it was a pleasure having you thanks and to all our listeners thank you for your immense support we truly appreciate it and we'll keep delivering these episodes every alternate Friday of the month. Thank you for listening.